Do Good Charlotte is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Find out more at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. There's good all around us. Let's hear about it. Welcome to the Do Good Charlotte podcast on the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. I'm Pamela Escobar. In each Do Good Charlotte podcast, you will find out who's helping, who could use a helping hand, and just how you can spread around your own good. In this episode of Do Good Charlotte, we're going to meet the music director and a camper from Girls Rock Charlotte. Girls Rock Charlotte is a nonprofit that amplifies the confidence of all girls and women through the power of music. And we'll inspire you to do Good Charlotte by the various ways you can get involved with Girls Rock Charlotte. Crystal Baller and Maya Wessler, welcome to Do Good Charlotte. Thanks for having us. Yeah, same. So, Crystal, let's start a little bit with you so you can tell me sort of the, the founder story. How did she bring um, Girls Rock Charlotte to Charlotte? Well, in 2014, um, Kelly Finley started Girls Rock in, in Charlotte. And Girls Rock... Um, actually started in uh, Portland, Oregon, and it was called the Rock and Roll Camp for Girls. And that um, was about 20 years ago, kind of in tandem with the Riot Girl movement that happened during that time where um, there it was another, uh, like a new wave of feminism that happened um, with, you know, Bikini Kill and like the Seattle, Seattle bands. And um, that kind of grew with all those musicians in that area. And then other girls rock camps started popping up all over the U.S. and now worldwide. Um, Kelly had, uh, well, her daughter, Grace, she was kind of shy and quiet. And she wanted, she loved music and she wanted to find a camp that would help bring her out of her shell. So uh, Girls Rock NC exists in Durham. I think they're about 14 or 15 years old at this point. And um, she took Grace there to the camp. And after that week of camp, she just came right out of her shell. She wanted to play guitar and drums and all these things. And it totally shifted her life at home and in school. And she started to be able to make friends easier. Um, So Kelly took her back a second year and it expanded again. And um, she's a women's and gender studies professor at UNC. And, um, she just kind of mentioned this to her friends. Like, I think I need to start this in Charlotte and had an amazing support group of women. And we're like, all right, Kelly, we got your back. Let's do this. So she launched it in 2014. Um, and then I just saw, I was a musician with a new baby and I moved to Charlotte and hadn't really found my core group of friends yet. And really didn't think of myself as a teacher at that point. Just, I just played bass. Um, I saw a call for volunteers on Facebook and I just offered some of my gear for them to use. And they, they were like, girl, we need a bass teacher. Like, come on. And and I said, I don't know how to teach bass. And they're like, just show them how to hold it. You'll be fine. (laughs) So, um, so after that first camp, um, I saw the transformation that happened to me with music. Cause I was also, you know, kind of inside my head a lot. I didn't start playing music in front of people until I was 24. And once I did, it made me really kind of become who I am in everyday life and gave me the confidence that I didn't have before. Um, so that took about three, three to five months of playing in a band to actually be comfortable with who I am. And then, um, I saw it happen to the kids in a week. Wow. Yeah. 
And so after that, it was just like, okay, I'm all in. Like, what do you, what do you need me to do? And Kelly's like, I need you to be the music director. (laughs) What I think is cool about Girls Rock Charlotte is that it's not just about girls. It's about women as well, because you're also about empowering all the volunteers that get involved. We'll talk more about that, but first let's focus on the girls. So we have Maya here, who I should say is a young woman because you're now 16, right? Yes. But you started four years ago. So Tell me when you started or how did, did you find the camp? Did your mom find the camp? How did you figure this out? Okay. There is a girl in my neighborhood who I've known since I was like five years old and she did Girls Rock Charlotte the first year, 2014. And I went and saw her performance when they did their performance at the band week. And I was like, this is great. And my mom was like, okay, let's sign you up for it next year. And you know, it was super fun. She dropped me off and it was like everything was super overwhelming and by the end of the week it was so great to be out there on stage and just play. So my question is, what if you don't know how to play an instrument? Did you know how to play when you started? <laughs> no, I did not know how to play any instruments. I was a singer, but I wasn't trained at all. And so on the first day of camp, they take everyone through these workshops where you get to spend like 20 minutes with each instrument. And by the end of the first day or so the second day maybe, you write down which instrument you like to play, and then they spend the rest of the week teaching you some chords and helping you put a song together. Wow. So you write your own song? Yeah. And is it good? Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. It's, it's like, it's a, it's a cry fest for all volunteers because we're just so proud. It's, it's incredible what they accomplish. It is, it is incredible. If you think you start with nothing, being exposed to instruments for the first time, and then you're like, all right, by the end of the week, I'm not just playing this thing. I'm playing my own song. Yeah, it's, it's really fun. There's like the girls that have played a guitar since they were five years old, and there's everyone that knows nothing. And by the end of the week, we're all just giving it up, up there, giving it the best we can. So what I think is cool is you keep on going back, right? Yeah. And uh, so is it is that – do you build on from what you did before, or how does it work with that? Well, some of the girls – build on from what they did before and then we also get a lot of new campers each year so you they have to kind of find the right mix of teaching us new stuff and letting us revisit old stuff so it's kind of both and this year you're doing something different uh yeah this year i technically aged out of the teen camp which is 12 to 16 and i decided to be a teen mentor for the kids camp which is 8 to 12 and so i'm going to go back and i'm going to be able to help those kids the way that crystal and everyone else helped everyone else helped me that's awesome and is that something you wanted to do or where did that come from? Oh, that was something I totally wanted to do. I was like, my, no one else really, con- well, I mean, yes, everyone else contributed, but I was like, hey mom, I'm signing up this year. And she was like, have fun, sweetie. <laughs> and, and to be clear, no one gets paid, right? This is, um, well, I mean, we're working toward, you know, paying the, there's small stipend, stipends for leadership and who like me, Kelly, the people that are like putting in the work year round and we're trying to build up, you know, enough funds to be able to have like full-time part-time positions available because we've, we've actually, um, taken it to the next level now and we have our own space in Noda. Oh, okay. So that's new. Yeah. It's really new. Um, so new that we're waiting on permits from the city of Charlotte, but we're going to have a grand opening party on September 21st um, at three o'clock. And it's been awesome. We've gotten, um, I think it's over 
$50,000 um, in donations to get the space renovated and ready. And it's this really cool hundred year old house. And it's on um, uh, 22nd street. So we're calling it rock on 22nd. Rock on 22nd. <laughs> yeah. And, I love that. Yeah. DPR um, is sponsoring the construction and they've donated, you know, wheelchair ramp. Um, we've gotten all of our AC and everything updated and they're building a big stage in the backyard. So we're going to have concerts there and um, the camps are still going to be run out of Spirit Square at the Blumenthal because the house isn't big enough to hold it. But this is going to allow us to do more year round programming. Um, cause we do amplify workshops year round where we were doing them out of Bahailu. Um, now we can offer them out of our own space and we're going to bring in, um, a, just a bunch of different programming, um, teacher work day kind of stuff, spring break camps, things like that. Yeah. Cause that for parents who work kids, we want them to be busy and doing something that they're learning and it doesn't have to be school, but that's a wonderful opportunity for them to stay involved with you guys mm-hmm. all year round. So that- Sorry. Oh, and I did want to add, um, cause girls rock, we are super LGBTQ friendly and we, um, want to make it an inclusive space for transgender people and non-binary folks. So, um, that's like something that we're very vocal about and we want to make a really like awesome inclusive space for them too. So, I mean, whenever you come to camp, you make your little name badge and you have your pronouns on the, on the bottom. And it's just like a really like awesome way to be inclusive and give a nod to um, children that are, you know, often left out and don't have summer camps specifically for them. How appropriate for this month, right? Right. It's pride. So how do you find these kids or how do they find you? Has that been difficult over Um, the years? Well, the first year was flyers (laughs) and then some of it's Facebook ads. And then um, like most of it, I would say is word of mouth at this point. We do um, partner or reach out to different things like PFLAG, Time Out Youth. Um, our camps run on 50% scholarships right now. We have the, the teen camp and the kids camp, and we also added a film camp on last year. The, so those are all um, 50% scholarship. And then next year we're going to add on another kids camp because we had to turn it turn away about 40 kids this year. Wow. Um, so it's like, like filling up is not a problem at this point. It's we need we need more volunteers to help build build it out, really. Um, so we're at like 40 to 50% um, youth of color, 25% LGBTQ. Um, this year, we're going to see about 100 campers, and that's not including the amount of kids that we see with our Amplify programming. All that programming is free, is donation-based. Um, and then the scholarships, we just fundraise to, to pay for that. Yeah. So talk about the experience of watching this, of, of seeing these kids grow. Well... I mean, it's, it's inspiring. It's so inspiring that when it's all over, you know, the adults look at it and are like, first it was, you know, we wish we had this thing when we were young and now we, we built on programming for women too. So women can do the same thing too. And it's, um, cause we have a women rock retreat now. Um, so it's just so rewarding to see what, what people are capable of because they're little people, you know, and, um, you look, you look at, you know, Oh, an eight year old can do that. Well, maybe I can do it. Maybe I can do it at 40, you know, maybe I can do it at 60 and there's no time limit. And I, I looked at guitar when I first started, I didn't know how to play guitar. 
I played bass for about 20 years now. And then, um, after seeing the kids play guitar, I'm like, okay, well maybe this isn't as intimidating as I thought it was. And maybe I can learn it too. And now at this point, six years down the road, I can play guitar, bass, drums, ukulele, um, the, the new space that we're at, like I've gone on to actually become a music teacher and I've built a music, like an instruction space. And I teach all these things for a living now. And it's really because of that first year of camp, nobody wanted to play bass. And I was like, Oh, they got bass. And they're like, Oh, what's the bass. And then (laughs) I taught them and, and they were like, wow, this is really fun. And all of those girls got a bass guitar and then asked their parents if I could be their teacher. So I started just traveling and teaching and then having like a tiny baby, it made, it was really an easy transition for me to, to go into teaching like that. So Maya, do you play bass? No. Okay. So (laughs) what did you learn how to play? Uh, the first year I did vocals, so I just, you know, got up there and sang my heart out. And then the second year and third year I did keys. Keys? Yeah, keys. What's that? Keyboard. Keyboards. <laughs> okay, see, I'm a little slow. I'm not in the rock band yet. Um, so how challenging was that to learn? Well, they do it at a really good pace because they give you time to learn and they give you all the stuff you need to learn. So it wasn't really challenging at all. It was just a fun time. Talk about the four years, how you've changed over that. And how do you think, I mean, obviously you're going to change. That's normal. You're going to grow up. Things (laughs) are going to change. But how did this camp help you in that? Oh, I'd like to say I started out real shy, but uh, my mother reminded me that was a total lie. (laughs) (laughs) I was there for that. It's true. (laughs) Yeah. So it's kind of like on the first day, it's almost like going to school. On the first day, everyone's really tentative. They don't know what they're doing. They're just trying to find out where they're going, what they're doing, how they're going to do this. And then as you progress, you kind of find your place and you learn what you're doing and you just, you start to to like have fun and want to go out and do stuff and more stuff. So I'd say over the course of these four years, it's just been a journey of learning who I am and how I want to interact with the world and how I want to do that through music, you know? Through music. Is it, are you more likely to try new things now? I mean, I just think... For me, you're talking about people, somebody in your 40s. Yeah, that's me. And I haven't, I don't know how to do any of this. And sometimes when you get to a certain age, you don't try new things. Um, do you feel like you're more likely to try new things because you started so young? Yeah. I, I like to think I always want to try new things, but I, I do. I think I'm more likely to try something new if I can. Are you afraid of failure? Yes. But, you know, that just means you have to keep on working <laughs> until you succeed. So what, how do you say, you're saying yes, but not everyone agrees with you. So are you, do you, would you describe, obviously you're saying no, you wouldn't describe yourself as fearless. No. But I think her, I think your mom would. <laughs> I would too. You would too. And why? Why would you say that? Well, because. Um, you know Maya pretty well at this point. Yeah. Right? And I mean, she's, she is really outgoing and you know, at the, there's always the more outgoing kids and then there's. There's shy kids, then there's the kids that need like a little warm up, and then they're more outgoing. So Maya's always gone above and beyond to make sure everyone around her is comfortable, and she talks to everyone. <laughs> she go and then and I know too if she's distracted, I can be like, "Hey Maya, <laughs> you go go talk to her, see what she likes," and she'll just go and then not only go but get the other the other youth who are outgoing too, and be like, "Hey." let's go sit at this table with them and like make sure that they, they, they feel seen and heard. And I think that's a big, 
a big thing that you see that this, um, you like bridge the gap because the, the shy kids come out of their shells and then there's the, the kids that talk a lot that aren't necessarily confident, but it's kind of like a, like a, they just babble and they're kind of out of control and you get them to kind of dial it back to create space for other people to speak up. And that's like the kind of culture that we create. So when we go from camp to an amplify workshop and you don't have to have come to camp to do go to an amplify workshop, the, the girls that have been at camp, they go up to the new kids and they're like, Hey, I'm so-and-so where, where do you go to school? What do you like? And it's just this natural behavior that happens because we've taught them to be inclusive. So it's this ripple effect. And then they feel the other kids feel included. And so by the end of the Amplify workshop, everybody's like, you wouldn't have thought that they just met. Right. And what great skills beyond music too to use for the rest of your life. You don't need to do, just use that at camp. Yeah. And it's not all music either. I mean, um, Girls Rock is very much a social justice organization and, you know, the core of our, our mission is we want um, to teach girls and gender diverse youth to use their voice to stand up for themselves and others. So once they have the confidence, then they can speak out about injustice, but speak, speak out about it in productive ways. I know we've talked about um, dress code violation is like the hot topic at camp every year. They will they will go off or that they can't play sports on the boys teams because they're, not, you know, so these these kind of conversations happen in workshop atmospheres. Um, and we change the workshops every year to just kind of keep it new. So it, the the programming doesn't get stale, but all the same conversations keep happening. And you it amazed me to see like how these conversations happen with like eight year olds because they're recognizing it, too. You know, we did this uh, workshop, Deconstructing Media, and they cut out all the things that were telling them exactly like what they should be. And then there was no magazine left. And it was just then then these conversations ensued. So it's it's really incredible to see like they're already aware of what's going on. But to give them language around it and to like bring it into a, a group forum where they can sit and discuss it and not feel judged that is really powerful. It sounds powerful and it's it's important conversations that they need to be having and it's nice to know that they can do that in a safe environment where everyone is supporting each other. I want to talk about volunteers too because you need volunteers and we'll get more into that after the break but volunteers are also learning from these kids, right? I mean, you're sitting there, you're, you're helping out, but I'm sure you're getting just as much out of it as maybe the girls are. Yeah. And I mean, coming into this as a musician who was like, I'm not a teacher to like, Oh wait, I can teach because there are things that I know that I've just life experience that I have that they might may not have. And that doesn't even translate necessarily to music because the thing about girls rock camp is, well, we want to instill confidence in girls. and and gender diverse youth. So when we can't do that, when we say, Hey, you're playing it wrong. Hey, you're not in time right now. You can't, we don't approach it. Like there's no music theory. We try to keep most of the music language out of it because we don't want to be intimidating. I mean, girl, it's like, hey, here's a drum. Here's some sticks. Bang on it. <laughs> yeah. And, the, it's, and it's all accurate. about being loud. Yeah, it's being loud. I mean, and of course, the songs actually end up coming together because, you know, we at this point, it's a well-oiled machine. And by Wednesday, like every band has their song done. And Thursday, they practice it. And Friday, there's a dress rehearsal. And then Saturday, the show starts. So it's, and the show is, it's like, 
It's so great. It's so great. It's so, so great. great. <laughs> and it, like, you know, there's uh, um, me and Kelly work uh, like year round to make these like this one like magical week happen. And there's other people involved too, but like to, to the amount of work that it takes to get to this point is a lot. And sometimes you're just like, Oh, okay, I need to do this. I need to do this. <laughs> and then there's that moment where you're seeing the kids on the stage. Yeah. The payoff. Yeah. And then everybody goes up, we do a camp song at the end and, and we all sing it together. And I mean, every year there's like, there's girls crying because they're so sad that camp is over. You Every know? year we try to make all the volunteer mentors cry. Definitely. Yeah. And yeah. it works. Mm-hmm. We'll talk, <laughs> for someone who's never, who's never uh, seen it. What, why is it so great? Like what's so cool about it? Oh God. Okay. <laughs> the reason it's so cool is it's like walking into a room and all your friends are there and all like your older family members that you love are there. And it's so inclusive and it's, it's really just like walking into family or something. Walking into family. And you have that energy in the space where everyone's really nervous, but they've worked <laughs> really hard, but they're really nervous. And we have um, awesome people. They come, they donate their time to do be like hair and makeup stylists. So everyone gets their hair and makeup done. They look awesome. That is um, the craziest part of the week. Yeah. We eat pizza. <laughs> and then um, the on Friday, um, when we're getting ready, we kind of just have like crazy dance parties and stuff and the bands will go um specifically for kid camp because we don't have time with teen camp anymore but the kids camp goes into a band interview and they talk about their week and then they edit it down so it'll there's a band photo shoot that happens too so before each band comes on um there's a a movie that happens with them talking about their experience and then you can see how close they become like their friendships growing and stuff. And, um, then their pictures show that they have, we have professionally done by Danny Nicole photography. She's amazing. Um, and it's just like, you see the video, you're crying before the band. Yeah. It's really it sounds like watch. a real graduation yeah. and like a, a huge moment. Yeah. And you can just imagine like Chris, Crystal in the wings. Like she's like, like stop waving her face trying not to cry and yeah. then she cries I am yeah but that's your goal right that's what you yeah. wanted oh yeah every year I expect to cry I'm, <laughs> I'm guessing those interviews you make sure you say just the right thing too oh yeah we, we do we do this thing like right before we go on stage where everyone's like crying and hugging each other and they're like oh my god I can't believe it's over and every year we go up and we hug like Kelly and Crystal and I'm horrible at names Lisa and we like tell them how great it was to be there and how much we loved seeing them and we just we try to make them cry yeah good good uh because yeah that's the payoff right Mm -hmm. it's a huge moment um we're going to talk more about volunteers and after the break because I know you need them and it does sound like such a cool opportunity to be a part of your organization so this is Pamela Escobar you're listening to Do Good Charlotte after the break you'll hear about how you can see what Girls Rock Charlotte is all about in person this summer and how you can get involved how many servings of fruits and vegetables should you be eating this is a 60-second wellness tip powered by Ortho Carolina. The magic number is five. 
Three servings of vegetables and two servings of fruits have been connected to lower risk of certain cancers, stroke, and heart disease. Fruits and vegetables are a great source of essential vitamins and minerals in addition to plenty of fiber to maintain a healthy gut and reduce the risk of colon cancer. And they're high in vitamin C and potassium. If five servings seems like a lot, consider starting your daily vegetables with your first meal of the day. Snack on fruits and vegetables instead of whatever your current go-to snacks are. Use vegetables as the main ingredients in other dishes like baked goods and chili. And whenever you can, get fresh vegetables, especially in the summer when they are in season. This has been your 60-second wellness tip powered by Ortho Carolina, official team physicians of the Carolina Panthers and proud sponsor of the Queen City Podcast Network. For more tips or to make an appointment, visit orthocarolina.com. Admit it, staying informed is hard. There's so much information, it's hard to find content that speaks right to you. And local radio has left Charlotte behind. What if there was one place where you could find news, entertainment, sports, music, food, and comedy created in and all about the place you call home? This is the Charlotte Newsmakers Podcast. The Charlotte Podcast. This is John. And this is Miller. There's good all around us. Let's hear about it. Welcome to Do Good Charlotte. The Yelp Charlotte Podcast. Welcome to Fun With Failure. This is your man, Colin Cole, and I'm bringing to you the Players Report. Welcome to the Comedy Zone Podcast. All right, we're back with Prime After Prime. The Advent Coworking Podcast. 1K, the 1,000-second podcast. Another episode of Cheers, Charlotte. Thanks for being with us. My name's Brian LaFontaine. This is You May Have Seen. This is the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina, changing the way Charlotte listens at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. Let's talk a little bit about, um, we just talked about this, but finding your people. So, we were just saying, Maya, you, you're friends still mm-hmm. with uh, the girls that you went to camp with? Oh, yeah. We have each other's phone numbers. We have each other's Snapchats. We reach out when we can, and we always like to talk about camp. Right. So you can't necessarily see each other all the time because you're from all over the place, but that's what you were saying, Crystal, that that's one of the benefits. Yeah. Yeah. You you can find um, you know other kids that aren't inside your circle. I mean, for instance, like uh, a, a girl of color, she might really love punk music, but like culturally that maybe her parents don't like that or they're like other kids at school could make fun of her because she doesn't listen to like R&B or hip hop or something like that. I've, I've experienced that with several kids and then they find, they find their person and then they become, you know, best friends and it continues on to where, you know, oh, are you doing camp next year? It's like, yeah. And, and they, then they can connect at the Amplify workshops and on social media and things like that. So we can find, we can see these emotional videos and graduation <laughs> and all that. We could come to your performances, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, the Kids Camp performance is June 29th, and that's at the McGlowan Theater in Spirit Square. Um, doors open at 7. We'll have the ticket link up um, on the website within a few weeks of camp. And then there, the teen camp and the film camp, um, they're happening on August 3rd, which is also my birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah, it's going to be the best birthday ever. Um, 
Uh, that's going to be August 3rd at Spirit Square and Doors at 7 again. There's all kinds of really cool T-shirts and merch that we have, too, that you can buy to support. Um, and the, the teen camp and is and film camp is a little bit different because we have more content. So it'll be a, a band performance and then a film, a band performance, a film, and, and alternate like that. Okay. So uh, if, if people want to see what this is all about, because at this point – the two camps are full, right? I know you, yeah. there's some space in the film camp, but the teen camp and the kids camp are totally booked. Yeah, I think the film camp might have two spaces available. Oh. Um, so I don't know. By the time this airs, it might be out, but it yeah. might be worth checking. Um, we, need, we do need volunteers. Um, we're looking good on kids camp right now, um, but we need more part-time volunteers, um, just people that can kind of come in, like help with drop-off and pick-up, um, like help with snacks, help, help relieve people for breaks. Um, that's something that we definitely want to build in. And so I don't have to be a music teacher. Oh no, <laughs> I don't have to know how, you know, to read music or anything like that. I can mm-hmm. just be a mom and, and help out. No, you don't have to have ever touch an instrument. And then we, we have a really in-depth orientation. So there's an online orientation that you do. It just takes about an hour. Um, So you get an idea of what everything looks like. And then there's an in-person orientation two weeks before camp. And at that, it just depends what role you want. But if you wanted to, um, say, be a band manager, which is one of the most rewarding volunteer roles, um, it requires more time because it's a full-time commitment. But you get to actually go with a group of youth on their journey the whole week of camp. So you go to all the workshops, all the band practices. And so you have like a more in-depth orientation. But um, volunteer-wise, I, I mean, it's hard to find women musicians that believe in themselves to the point that they think that they're capable of doing this. I feel like generally speaking, a lot of us have to get like – really talked into doing it because we don't think that we can offer, we can, we don't think that we can fulfill that role. And I think that just speaks to exactly why this camp needs to exist. Right. For you and for them. Mm-hmm. Right. So that they never have to experience that, yeah. that doubt. Yeah. And I mean, the musically, it's not anything complicated. So if you could play a few chords on guitar, then you can help teach guitar. It's, it's, there's, um, leads in every instrument instruction that already know what to do. And you kind of just stand by as a musician and you can go over to someone like check in, move their fingers in the right spot, that kind of thing. And really uh, the biggest thing that you have to be is a cheerleader and just be like, yeah, you got it. That's good. That's good. That's like, that's 80% of it is just positive being a positive influence and in a support role. So you find volunteers, I guess you hit up your friends, you spread it on social media, that sort of thing. Hopefully we can help you out with that too, that people are listening right now and say, oh, I want to get involved with yeah. that. Um, and how old do you have to be a volunteer? So we know that Maya's helping out as a teen volunteer. Um, do you need 18-year-olds? or, or- um, Well, te- to be a teen mentor, you need to have volunteered for the camp, or you need to have been a camper before. Okay. And only teen mentors can do, they can do kids camp, but they can't do teen camp, obviously. Um, then you can be 18 and older. And and generally speaking, unless you've done it a lot, like we make uh, the band managers be 21. Okay. Um, but that that's it. Uh, we, we don't, um, we have like volunteer roles for cis men. And that's more behind the scenes stuff. Um, so they can help us set up camp for load in. 
Um, but it's generally, it's generally like just, you know, people's boyfriends and husbands that come help us like move speakers and things like that. Um, and well, the goal is you, you want women mentors. Mm -hmm. So that's why you want to have volunteers that are women, right? Yeah. And for the Amplify workshops that we do, like we ideally want to bring in, you know, women leaders in the community to talk to them about specific subjects. So that doesn't even have to be musical. Um, uh, Ruth Ava Lyons, she, who, um, she's our landlord, the coolest landlord ever. She, um, taught the girls hula hooping at an Amplify <laughs> workshop, but we did it to music. That. And then it, we did, we've done an Amplify that was really cool. Um, where we, t we split them in age groups. So the teens talked about how to have healthy relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the kids talked about how, um, to have healthy friendships and I thought a lot of really powerful things like happen in, in those groups. And we enacted some scenarios and stuff. And then we just did karaoke after, which they love. It's yeah. true. Amplify workshops are a lot of like fun and games and just trying to get everyone to kind of relate to each other. We'll talk about issues they know about. What's your favorite karaoke song? Oh, no. I'm Too sorry. Many I'm songs. putting you on a set. All right. Give Ugh. me just like one or two. Oh, God. Okay. I'm not going to lie to you. Any song from Hamilton, I can do karaoke I from memory. It. Yeah. We're she big Hamilton fans in our house too, so yeah. <laughs> okay, so that so that, is there a go-to one though that you know is a crowd pleaser? <laughs> Guns and chips. <laughs> Actually, I can't do that one from memory. Don't make me. But uh, no, I won't. I'm not putting <laughs> that much on the spot. Just with questions and not with performances. And see, I don't even know what that is. Oh God, Crystal. you have to educate me, Crystal. <laughs> so, so you're not necessarily a musical theater person. Uh, I mean, Hamilton was cool, but I haven't seen it. I've just heard the soundtrack. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yes, that's what that is. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's easy. To, I mean, it, no, it's not easy to sing, but, um, but it's easy to find is what I was going to say. <laughs> um, so if I want to be a volunteer or I'm curious about what the commitment would be, where do I go? You to girlsrockclt.org. And, um, if you look on there, it says volunteers and you click that and you can look at the description of all the roles for volunteering. Um, but the best thing to do is just go ahead and fill out a volunteer application. And, um, I'm the music director, also the volunteer director. So I would be in touch shortly about like what the next steps are. So after we get your volunteer application in, then, um, you do have to pass a background check, right. um, which is 20 bucks. And then um, you do the online orientation, and then you have to come to the physical orientation. Do you encourage parents of the girls to get to be a volunteer as well? Yeah, or um, bring bring snacks. They they volunteer for snacks. Um, parents of the parents of the kids can come and help with drop off and pick up, which is a big help um, because the the Blumenthal is just like a long building. We have to have a lot of people stationed and we just kind of pass the kids along. And then that frees uh, the musicians up to do the welcome bandwagon where we serenade them as they walk into the building. They do do that. It's, it's pretty great. You'll walk in and there's like people with guitars or ukuleles and they'll walk next to you and play. Yeah, we had a melodica and I play my kazoo really loud. All the teenagers, they act like they hate it, but they love it. They're too we cool. Do. We do. We pulled our, we like put our hands by our eyes and look down and we're like, we don't know these people. Yeah. But then you're that special that you have your own serenade as you're walking into camp. Oh, it's fabulous. Yeah. And <laughs> the consensus at the end of camp is we're going to miss the welcome to camp song. <laughs> So, so pick up and drop off. Yeah. Because the building, the way you're just saying logistically, especially with little ones and things like that, you yeah. need people along the way and also parking down there is crazy. So I'm guessing yeah. that that's difficult to, 
Now well, it's they they come through the alleyway between um, the library and Spirit Square. I think it's a library. Yeah, and, it is. And, yeah. and then they they like loop around. So we just have you know you have it down. Like yeah, a we have it down. We have it all down. Yeah. So it's not like these volunteers have to know everything to, when they're coming in. They'll they'll be shown what to do. No, it's pretty straightforward. They have training online. They have training in person. So if you have any sort of reservations Mm -hmm. you guys are there to support them and help them out with that yeah and if um someone's listening that owns a business uh like a restaurant we try to feed all of our volunteers all week so we um need food donations to do that so so far um sunflower baking company and Mm. amelie's i'm not sure Uh, pure pizza is always awesome to us so if anyone wants to donate some food we will eat it that, that sounds delicious, all of those options right now. So, um, so yeah, and if you want to support them because they're supporting you, that's awesome too. Mm-hmm. Um, and if also if I want to donate, okay, I don't have the time to give up, but I, I want to support you guys, um, you can do that online as well. Yeah, um, you can. there's a donate button on the website, and we're going to launch our fundraising campaign the week of Kids Camp. So that's this last week in June. Um, so if you... Uh, Basically, all of our volunteers were we're gonna be crowdfunding, and we're gonna have our own little campaigns and try to raise raise money um, to cover all the scholarships for um, kid and teen camp next year and film camp, and then hopefully raise enough money or get like one big sponsor to pay for um, the second kids camp camp we're gonna add on because we want it to be a hundred percent scholarship. Yeah, I I also thought that was cool about the camp that you pay what you can afford. So you had different, you have different structures. I don't want to get too much into that just because camp's full right now. Yeah. So the goal is, is to volunteer, come to the show, right? Mm-hmm. So that you can see how cool it is. Bring your kids so that they can learn about it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think I've been to every single concert in like the past four, no, five years, past five years. Me too. Right. Because you went to the one yeah. before that. Well, Chris, You've been you there too. To be there. Yeah. It, it, it's, uh, you're talking about your birthday, but it really has to be like such a, an emotional and a and an exciting uh, day because when you're talking about your birthday, it's going to be the last day that you've been working all mm-hmm. year for, right? Yeah, and and on Friday, the day before, after we've been spending all this time together, um, we do this thing called wish bracelets, and that always makes everyone oh, cry. No. But, all right, Maya, tell me what a wish bracelet is. Okay, a wish bracelet is you take a little ball of thread, right, and you tie it around one of the band members one of your band members wrist and you tell them what you wish will happen for them and what you learned about them over the camp. And it's pretty and much, you got to give them a compliment. You do. You have to give them a compliment, which always make me cry literally every year, mm-hmm. every year. Well, we, sh- we should do that more, but that's awesome that, that that's um, something you get to do. And then you get to hear and receive too. It's a gift as well. Mm-hmm. So you're tying it around, you you tie a knot or? Yeah, you just like tie it around their wrist and you tie a little knot on and then they get to keep it on for the day. Well, for the ever. And some of them, some, some somebody of them, haven't still have them on for Some people year. get crazy about they it. They hold on to their wishes. Yeah. 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 And it's just, you know, you look at your wrist, it's this constant. I have one on my wrist right now, actually. Yeah, you do. Um, you have the constant reminder of, you know, how special that that time is and the, the things that you learn about um, each other in that time. And that's what, one of the reasons why it's so special to be a band manager because you get to have that experience with a group of kids. And it's, it's really cool to be able to see how other people see you and then being able to like share how you really see them too, and having that space to actually share share that information, 
Um, and you know, that's, it's just, uh, it's unforgettable. Yeah. What are some of the wishes that you've wished for people? Oh, I don't know. I try to like wish everyone happiness and wish they'll just have the best time that they can. And then I try to give them as genuine help for heartfelt compliments I can. Yeah. Yeah. I, I honestly can't like give you a list of wishes. I've no, had. no. And it's been, a, it's been a, a year since the last time you did it. So yeah, it's, uh, it takes some time to recall that. And it's a special one-on-one -on -one thing too, I would think in that moment. Mm -hmm. uh, what has surprised you about coming through this? Oh, this, the surprise is usually all the girls' attitudes because it's, it's great seeing how many campers come in on the first day and they're like super shy and they don't want to talk and they sit in the back of the room in the corner and then seeing them at the end of the week, like they're trying to speak up as much as they can. They want to get their ideas as forward as possible and they're just so energetic and happy and that's probably one of my favorite things. Happiness and confidence, it sounds like. Yeah. Because it takes a lot of confidence to want, want to be heard. Yeah. Yeah. The dance party. Oh, the dance party. <laughs> they get crazy. Do they? Yeah. It's really fun. Yeah. Oh. It it sounds it sounds like so much fun. It really does. And yes, at a, as a forty year old, I wanna I want to uh You wanna be in the dance party? I wanna be in the dance party. <laughs> or I want my girls to be in the dance party. And so yeah, and you, you can do it too, actually. Cause um we now we have the women rock retreat. So we've done two so far. And the Women Rock Retreat is October 4th through 6th. So we're going to um And you use that as a fundraiser, right? Yep, yep. So, and especially now that we have our own space. So that money, even more of that money is going to go to, because we were paying a venue to, to have it there. But um, we do our, um, you write a song with women in a weekend. <laughs> and then at the end of the week, or that Sunday, so we leave. And then we go perform at the Evening Muse. And the songs are incredible and a lot of those women had never played any instruments before wow so you get to have a little taste of girls rock and then um but you're supporting it too because whatever you're paying to participate in that event goes to the yeah to the organization too yeah so. and that same month we have um a shiro the shiro rock and bowl we've been doing that one for a bit so you can um a lot of companies will sponsor like a lane or you can just throw in with some friends and and go in on your bowling tickets and um you show up in your favorite um shiro favorite female superhero and um but you don't have to you don't have to do that but we play games and you can bowl backwards it's really silly how many captain marvels do you think we're gonna see this year oh there's gonna Ooh, be a lot yeah. of captain marvels <laughs> that was a great great movie uh so i, I just want to thank you guys for both coming out today uh and telling us about this for people who are like i don't know i don't know if i want to be a part of this think about the women you know, that are, might want to volunteer, what would you say to them? Uh, I would say, even if you aren't sure what you want to do, or you aren't sure how you're going to do it, just try your best. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be the best person there, but it's always better if you're there and you could be there. And even if you're only going to be there part-time, we want you there. Yeah. So be fearless, be yeah. confident, right? That's what I'm getting. That's the vibe I'm feeling from you, Maya. So I really <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you, Crystal, for coming in and talking. Do you know someone else like Crystal or Maya who's doing good in our community? Let me know about it. Tell me about 
either someone or a nonprofit organization that should be heard on Do Good Charlotte. Reach out to me, Pamela Escobar, on social media. I'm Reporter Pam on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or go to the Queen City Podcast Network page and fill out the contact form for Do Good Charlotte. There's good all around us. Let's hear about it. I'm Pamela Escobar. Thanks for listening to the Do Good Charlotte podcast on the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina.